Hey, welcome back to Move to Improve. So today the topic is corticosteroid injections, particularly in the shoulder. This is not something uh, we are in love with and, and is somewhat controversial in the field, although it is still the recommended care pathway in a lot of cases. Uh, so there's several reasons we don't love it. And, you know, I'll, I'll pass the mantle off here. Guys, why is this not a favorite for a lot of conservative health care providers? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a great question. I think um, a lot of times the mechanism of a corticosteroid shot isn't quite what we're looking for when we're trying to promote the healing process. So a lot of cases, um, what we're trying to do is promote inflammation. We're trying to irritate tissues in a very specific way to get a very specific response out of it and that way the body will improve accordingly the way that we want to. So if we're doing grass stand or muscle work or mobilizations, we're inducing little micro traumas into the tissues that we're trying to improve, whereas generally corticosteroids kind of do the opposite. They downregulate that healing pathway and what they do is kind of put a Band-Aid on things, cover them up, um, hide them in some cases, you know, a lot of times symptoms will be masked by these corticosteroid injections. And the biggest issue is just the difference between um, what feels better and what's making you better. Because our yeah. goal is to make you better, not necessarily just make you feel better. I think you touched on a lot of, you know, important topics there. And I think one thing I want to backtrack on is the concept of we're causing a little bit of micro trauma in a controlled and therapeutic way to get your body to do the healing. So whether you're doing uh, like instrument assisted grasting or you're needling or you're doing active release, you're causing little tears same way you would if you were exercising and, and causing little tears when you're strengthening your musculature or your bones. Um, that's what stimulates the body to do its own healing and Corticosteroids are really doing the opposite of that. They're shutting down those healing pathways and those pain pathways. Greg, you got anything to chime in here? You look like you're pondering hard. No, just looking outside. Uh, I, I agree. I mean, I, you know, we get a lot of patients who come into our practice with a shoulder problem and they've already had a cortisone injection, right? And, and what's the typical response? Yeah, it helps, you know, yeah, it really helped for a week, Couple two weeks, weeks, a month, six months, and now it's just back, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear that um, that it's a temporary relief, which can be a good thing. Like in fairness, just getting a temporary relief of the pain might allow you to reestablish proper movement patterns, might allow you to actually get through ranges that you couldn't get through before because of pain. So that's not a horrible thing, but there's there's side effects to it, right? So, like, the side effects are we know that it um, weakens the cross-bridging of the tendinous attachments into the bone, right? So, we know that there's, there's an increased risk of a rotator cuff tear afterwards. We know that it thins out the cartilage, uh, you know, at, in the joint space over a long period of time. It can have that negative effect. And then there's all these other ones. You get people in here who've had a cortisone shock going, oh, it just made it worse after. Like, that's what they call a cortisone flare, where it just made things worse. Or, I mean, if, if you look up some of the uh, complications that you can get, there's like, 
skin discoloration, fat atrophy, elevated um, blood glucose levels or sugar levels. You know, obviously you can get an allergic reaction or you get a skin infection. I mean, those are all, that's with anything you yeah. get, but that, that's a thing. But for us, like, you know, it's, it's just not a, it's just, there's no long-term benefits. We know the evidence, like the yeah. evidence is, what's Unanimous. the evidence, guys? No long-term benefits. No long-term benefits, right? Yeah. So what's the point? Like, so kill it, killing it off and then weakening all the tissues in there, like that's, that goes against all of our principles as healthcare professionals. Our job is to fix it. Our job is to look at the underlying movement breakdown and solve that. Our, our job is to make the tissues healthy again. Our job is to give you permanent resolution. Our job is to make you functionally capable again. Cortisone does none of that for us, right? So it's not a thing. It's the, yeah, it's the opposite direction altogether. Um, but I would say not only does it empirically weaken tissue by preventing protein synthesis, it doesn't allow you to feel to get that feedback from the tissue, which is important in a not pissing it off any further while your your arm is numb for you know three to six months or whatever it may be, um, but also. If we're trying to treat it, we want that feedback. We want to know what hurts and what doesn't so that we that can guide our care and let us know that we're on the right track or doing the right things. And that's going to be difficult when we're not feeling things. Yeah. So for me, like, I think we're kind of on the same page, but in my practice, so almost all of the people that have come in that have had a cortisone shot had an SASD bursitis, right? A subchromial subdeltoid bursitis. So... I mean, as a practitioner that does manual therapies, whether you're doing mobilization or just high-velocity longitude thrusts like the adjustment procedures, or you're doing cross-fiber, ART, or myofascial release, or passive release, or instrument-assisted soft tissue work, or the list goes on and on. We're still not getting into that bursa, right? Because it's just, not, you're not able to get into that 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 space, right? It's so too deep, space yeah. get deep in there. So. So how do you get in there, right? And so that's why, you know, you see all the radiologists have when they do their report, oh, there's an SASD uh, bursitis, you know, image-guided cortisone injection, you know, might be indicated, baby, baby. Uh, so what do we do? Like, we do the prolo. We do prolotherapy. And I love that. It is so bloody effective. Um, so prolotherapy basically is a high dextrose solution with an anesthetic. But the high dextrose, like for our listeners, basically it's sugar, right? And what you do is when you inject it into the joint, or sorry, into the bursa, um, it causes a hyperosmolar effect, for lack of a better word. Basically, it just sucks all the water out of the cells. Brain goes, holy crap, there's a massive injury here. So it starts its own controlled inflammatory response to fix up that bursa. And it is amazing it works so well right mm -hmm. and so what you're doing is you're using the body to heal itself fantastic you're not killing that that healing response right and so um i i think prolo is just a million times better to to prescribe than, than a cortisone shot for patients now having now let's let's add to that guy sorry i'm taking the microphone here but let's add to that so if you're a young healthy adult male female Who's, you're physically active, is it worth it to get a bloody cortisone shot? Like, no, because you, like you're risking that full retracted rotator cuff tear. You're thinning out the cartilage in the joint. Like, why would you ever want to do that to fix this problem, right? Mm -hmm. 
Like you're somebody that would, would like would totally benefit from getting soft tissue work. You're somebody that would totally benefit from getting a prolo uh, therapy injection. You're somebody that would totally benefit on appropriate exercise design and implementation, right? Like that's the way to fix this permanently. Given a cortisone shot, yeah, you're going to weaken the cross bridge and the tendons into the into the bone. You're going to thin out the cartilage. You're going to you know get rid of the signal that's telling you you got a problem, and then you're not giving any long term benefits. It doesn't make sense, right? Now, having said that, I've had some 70-year-old, 80-year-old patients that have, you know, a flared bursa, whether it's trochanteric or whether it's, you know, subacromial or wherever we're getting it, right, iliopectineal. It, and, and maybe there's a financial constraint, too. Maybe they don't have a private health plan that's going to pay for a naturopath to inject them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, eh, you know what? Cortisone is not a bad idea, you know? But even then, I mean, yeah, you're right. There, there are totally cases where it's like maybe they're not um, committed to a, a treatment yeah, plan a bunch of barriers, that's right? going to be that. Yeah, now. I, I get that. Right? But on the other hand, their MDs are doing PRP now, and I have looked at research showing yeah, yeah. greater efficacy from doing PRP. People don't know that what that is, is uh, platelet-rich plasma. So basically they suck your blood up, spin it, take all the cells that are healing, have healing properties – and inject that back into the area so that you have this concentrated amount of your own healing cells, basically, to do a lot of that work. Yeah, so the difference between Prolo and PRP is Prolo is a dextrose solution with an anesthetic. You put into areas that has high blood flow. So what it does is it tells the brain, holy crap, there's an injury here, come and fix it. So then all of your healing stuff comes through the blood, right? So if it's a, if you have uh, an area that's well has good perfusion of blood, then you use prolo. In areas that doesn't that don't have good perfusion of blood, then what you do is you basically like like Dr. Matt saying, take out the blood, centrifuge it, pull out the platelets, the pla- and then you pull out the little buffy coat, all the healing stuff, and inject that into that area that doesn't get good blood supply. And it's fantastic. We've had fantastic results with that. It's fantastic. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I truly believe in 10, 20 years that you know the amount of leaning on corticosteroids the protocols will be greatly diminished i hope you yeah know. i think so too. i think it's coming around that way people are learning yeah so anyway i mean for us i i don't know is there is there any more to it i mean that that's that's it i mean there's some other nasty stuff that happens i mean there's some uncommon um side effects of even getting a cortisone shot like irregular menstruation for women and disturbances in lactation for women and skin flushing and excessive hair growth for women there's not a ton for men on that side of it but it affects that that woman's hormone piece right so yeah why bother right like why when you um, when you have other resources available to you why bother I, I really think for people, it's better to think about it like, if I take an Advil, is this going to fix my shoulder problem? It's analogous in that way. Yeah. It's a really big Advil. Yeah. 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 If you have a physical problem, it's going to require a physical solution more often than not. And Prolo is fantastic for that bursa. But again, it's not going to get you 100% there. And that's also something I want to clarify. Like you, you get the prolo, it's going to help. But you still need that soft tissue work. You're still going to need an exercise program. And you still got some other things to do there. 
Yeah, and I think I think that's a perfect point on that is that no matter what you do, you're still going to have to do some work yourself. You're still going to have to change like exercise, lifestyle, movement patterns. Um, even just when we were looking into this about the applications of a cortisone shot, the really only ones that they did recommend were specifically for inflammatory arthritis rather than that like degenerative kind of wear and tear arthritis. This is the one that you get when you're young, you get it, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriatic arthritis. Mm -hmm. And in that case, those injections can be helpful to use the hormone to actually reduce that inflammation response because yeah. essentially you're having like an allergic reaction to your own joints more or less. Um, but even in that case, if you look at some of the symptoms that come out of all those type of arthritis, you can still manage those a little bit better with proper movement patterns, with proper position, yeah. with a non-inflammatory diet. So even kind of the intention of corticosteroids, even then like a change in lifestyle is needed in order to fully solve the problem. Like realistically, they're just a band-aid, if that, sometimes even worse than that, so. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I'm not saying that it's never going to be a, a good idea if someone has rheumatoid arthritis or whatnot. However, I think it should still be given under the pretense that this is a short-term solution. Completely Let's agree. get you out of pain for now, but let's look at some long-term lifestyle changes that are going to be a good fix for this. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Like, we, we kind of do that in general in the clinic, right? We go really hard the first couple of weeks. We try to get people 70, 80% better. And then from that point, we're trying to just kind of maintain. And so sometimes I will tell patients that we're working with a window where it hurts to exercise. You can't lose weight and that makes it worse because it hurts to exercise. Your joints are sore, like all these different things. Mm -hmm. So we give you the benefit of this window where things are a lot less painful. We treat really frequently. And then you can get a lot more work done. You can do your mobility. You can do your stretching. You can exercise properly. And then that's just that kind of cascade, that positive feedback. Things will start to feel even better. You'll have less and less issues with kind of finding that little window. And eventually that's just the normal for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like when you go to the dentist and they're like, you need to floss. And you're like, but it makes my gums bleed. Yeah. Do your gums bleed because you floss or because you, you don't, don't floss? floss? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And that's, you know, I get it when patients are like, oh, no, I can't. I can't go for a walk. It's it's painful or whatever. And yeah. it's like, okay, you got to find that silver lining. But if you don't do anything, it's yeah. going to feel good maybe while you're not doing something. But eventually that's going to make it worse. Right? Yeah, completely agree. All right. Well, I think we tackled the high points on this one. Guys, thanks for shedding some knowledge onto this. And thanks to all of our listeners for sticking with us. We appreciate all the support. Take care.